0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Exodus 32. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would not serve other gods in our lives, that we would not be chasing after the physical, but that we would truly be looking to you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Exodus 32 And the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, and the people gathered opposite Aaron, and they said to him, Come, make for us gods who will go before us, because this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are on the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring it to me. And all the people took off the rings of gold that were on their ears and brought it to Aaron. And he took from their hand, and he shaped it with a tool, and he made a cast-image bull calf. And they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. And Aaron saw, and he built an altar before it. And Aaron called, and he said, A feast for Yahweh tomorrow. And they started early the next day, And they offered burnt offerings, and they presented fellowship offerings, and the people sat to eat and drink, and they rose up to revel. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, Go, go down, because your people behave corruptly, whom you brought up from the land of Egypt. They have turned aside quickly from the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a cast image bull calf, and they bowed to it. And they sacrificed to it, and they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. And Yahweh said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed they are a stiff-necked people. And now leave me alone so that my anger may blaze against them, and let me destroy them, and I will make you into a great nation. And Moses implored Yahweh his God, and he said, Why, Yahweh, should your anger blaze against your people, whom you brought up from the land of Egypt, with great power and with a strong hand? Why should the Egyptians say, With evil intent he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and wipe them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger and relent concerning the disaster for your people. Remember, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by yourself, and you told them, I will multiply your offspring like the stars of the heavens, and all this land that I promised I will give to your offspring, and they will inherit it forever. And Yahweh relented concerning the disaster that he had threatened to do to his people. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain, And the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand, tablets written on their two sides, on the front and on the back they were written. And the tablets, they were the work of God, and the writing, it was the writing of God, engraved on the tablets. And Joshua heard the sound of the people in their shouting, and he said to Moses, "A sound of war is in the camp. But he said, This is not a sound of shouting of victory. And there is not a sound of shouting of defeat. I hear a sound of singing. And as he came near to the camp, he saw the bull calf and dancing. And Moses became angry. And he threw the tablets from his hand, and he broke them under the mountain. And he took the bull calf that they had made, and he burned it with the fire. And he crushed it until it became fine. And he scattered it on the surface of the water, and he made the Israelites drink. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you brought on them such a great sin? And Aaron said, Let not my lord become angry. You yourself know the people that they are intent on evil. And they said to me, Make for us gods who will go before us, because this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, Whoever has gold, take it off. And they gave it to me, and I threw it in the fire, and out came this bull calf. And Moses saw the people, that they were running wild, because Aaron had allowed them to run wild, for a laughingstock among their enemies. And Moses stood at the entrance of the camp, and he said, Whoever is for Yahweh to me. And all the sons of Levi were gathered to him. And he said to them, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, Put each his sword on his side, Go back and forth from gate to gate in the camp, and kill each his brother, and each his friend, and each his close relative. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and from the people on that day, about three thousand persons fell. And Moses said, You are ordained today for Yahweh, because each has been against his son and against his brother, and so bringing on you today. A blessing. And the next day Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to Yahweh. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. And Moses returned to Yahweh and he said, Alas, this people has sinned a great sin and made for themselves gods of gold. And now if you will forgive their sin, and if not, Please blot me from your scroll that you have written. And Yahweh said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him from my scroll. And now go, lead the people to where I spoke to you. Look, my angel will go before you, and on the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. And Yahweh afflicted the people, because they had made the bull calf that Aaron had made. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. For several chapters, we've been listening to God giving Moses the instructions about how to build the tabernacle as Moses was up on the mountain. In fact, Moses was there for 40 days straight. Now, the scene shifts back down to the people on the ground. Moses hadn't told them how long he would be gone. I doubt that Moses knew how long he would be gone. But it was longer than the people expected. So they came to Aaron, since Moses had left Aaron in charge. And they said they want a physical God that they can see because they don't know what has happened to Moses. It isn't exactly clear here if they want a God separate from Yahweh or if they want a physical representation of Yahweh. Probably it wasn't clear in their minds either, so different people were probably thinking different things. But in the Ten Commandments, God had spoken out loud to all the people. They were told not to make an image to worship. So this is a clear violation. But Aaron agrees and tells them to give him their gold earrings. So they do. And with that gold, Aaron makes a golden calf. It isn't clear exactly how he constructs it. It mentions using a tool. You might expect a frame of wood and that overlaid with gold. Or a solid cast gold calf. But here it talks about shaping it with a tool, so it seems like this was some other process. In any case, Aaron made them a golden calf to worship and a calf was a typical form for an idol for that day. So the people are happy and say that this represents their gods that brought them out of Egypt. So this sounds like it isn't Yahweh. But Aaron declares a feast for Yahweh. But this wasn't any feast that Yahweh had commanded. This was a feast like the pagans like to celebrate. They ate, they drank, and they reveled. It isn't clear all that that word entails in this case, but later on we are told that they were singing and dancing. It sounds like they probably had a lot to drink and everything that goes along with that. So then the scene changes back to Moses speaking with God on the mountain. Yahweh tells Moses what is going on down there. God calls them, your people, and says to Moses, whom you brought up from the land of Egypt. And God tells Moses to leave God alone to destroy the people, and then God will turn Moses into a great nation. So Moses intercedes for the people. He acts as a mediator between the people and God so that God will not destroy the people. Moses calls the people your people, whom you brought up from the land of Egypt. And he makes two arguments one, that this would bring shame on Yahweh's name if he destroys the people, and two, that God made promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So both arguments are based on God himself. So because of that, God agrees not to destroy the people. And then Moses goes down the mountain with the two stone tablets in his hand. As they go down, Joshua heard the people and thought it sounded like war. It seems that Joshua was partway up the mountain, so he didn't hear the conversation between Moses and God, But he also wasn't down with the people to see what was going on down there. But Moses replies, it isn't war, but singing, he hears. So they arrive at the camp and see the golden calf and the people dancing. And Moses got very angry. He threw down the tablets, breaking them. And then he took their idol and burned it, ground it to powder, and put it in the water that the people drank. Then Moses turned to Aaron and asked him to account for this. Aaron describes what happened, putting the blame on the people, of course, but his explanation for the calf is laughable. He says, I threw it in the fire, and out came this bull calf. The people are still partying wildly, so Moses calls for anyone who is on Yahweh's side. Many of the Levites came to Moses, so Moses told them to get their swords and go through the camp, killing people, including their own family members if they see them. So they did and killed about 3,000 people, and Moses told them they are set apart for God because of this. But that wasn't enough. Moses said he needs to go to God to try to atone or cover over this sin. So Moses asked God to forgive the people, and goes so far as to ask God to blot him out of the scroll if God won't forgive the people. God says he will only blot out from his scroll the people who have sinned, but, he says, his angel will lead the people to the promised land. It also says that Yahweh afflicted the people, which probably means some sort of sickness went through the camp, possibly killing more people. And now for a deeper dive. We see the people sinning terribly here. They wanted a physical God, and they wanted a party, to indulge their fleshly desires. This is not two months after God spoke the Ten Commandments to them. It is touched off by the fact that Moses is gone for 40 days. They could see Moses when he was with them. So that kept this in check, because they could see someone physically. But with Moses gone, we realize their trust was not in the true God. What about us? Is our faith in God, or in what we can see? Are we following some human who does a great job teaching the truth, or are we following God, so that teachers can come and go, but our faith will not be shaken? Now, one more thing about Moses. It seems almost comical how, when the people sin, God is telling Moses that they are Moses people, that Moses led out of Egypt, and Moses is telling God that they are God's people that God led out of Egypt. Sort of like parents who say, it's my child when they're good, and your child when they're bad. But I think God is teaching Moses here and training Moses to intercede for the people. And so, Moses is a great picture of Jesus interceding for us. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.